Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody. I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support WrestleTalk because they talk about wrestling and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined. Hello, Swafter Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the dickens are you? Doing very well. This is a big episode. This is one of the most time-consuming Wrestle Rambles we've ever done, not in its uh, duration, but in the amount of prep and pre-planning that's gone into it. So, and I'm sure everyone wants to get straight to the fantasy booking pitches, so we're just going to do a few reviews now. We're going to have the pitches, and then we're going to talk about everything we did afterwards. Yes. I haven't actually given my opinion on Luke's yet. And nor mine yours. Yeah. Uh, so Tommy Malibu writes, fantastic wrestling podcast. I love this podcast. Ollie and Luke always make me laugh. Lots of humour and really great discussions about wrestling. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy Malibu. Great review. Matt underscore Drew writes, core. Although he should write in awe. <laughs> I mean, it's Luke and Ollie, the two funniest guys, bar myself, when it comes to the graps. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, Matt Drew. Or maybe it's Drew. Could also be, yeah. And finishing off our United Kingdom reviews for now. Yeah. Which means we're going to jump over to the United States iTunes to read out reviews for a bit. So, buck your ideas up, United Kingdom. Uh, is Amanda Deep 95 a solid five and a half stars out of five love this podcast come for the wrestling stay for the ramble partly leaving this review to get that shout out but keep up the good work lads five and a half stars would be more if you were in the tokyo dome nice and i think it's not a man deep it's a man deep yes it is a man deep stupid me thinking we had a female listener <laughs> let's get on with the pitches pitches <laughs> <laughs> So first off, context for how mine starts. Uh, On the Raw 25th anniversary show, Finn Balor and the Balor Club interfere in the main event of Roman Reigns versus The Miz and cost Roman Reigns his Intercontinental title. Right. So uh, that happened there. And earlier in the night on the Royal Rumble, uh, Braun Strowman was not just 
he didn't get pinned in the three-way. Kane was pinned, but Braun Strowman was cheated as well out of the match. So he is very, very angry. That's what you need to know. So the Royal Rumble match opens with the first entrant, Roman Reigns. Let's get him out the way so there's no disappointing surprises later on. Uh, but number two, it's Finn Balor. So this is playing off the Raw 25th anniversary. It immediately starts with a big fight feel because these two guys, that the last go-home angle you saw was these two guys feuding intensely. They have a tense stare down and then go straight into a brawl because they now hate each other. Balor is more of a heel than he's he's been in his tweener Balor Club role so far. And Reigns has got everything to fight for now because he doesn't have a title. He's gunning for the main event of Mania. Whereas Balor wants the rematch he never got. You know, inaugural Universal Champion, but he's never had a chance to have a rematch. Both guys, despite heel and face, have justified motivations for going for the, the Universal title and winning the Rumble match. At number three, we have Carl Anderson. So Carl Anderson comes out and Graves is going, Corey Graves on commentary is saying, what amazing luck. The Ballad Club uh, worked out quite well there. And Saxon says, I don't know, something stinks, man. And all of a sudden it's two on one. The Ballad Club are beating down Reigns. But Reigns starts to fight back until number three, I'm uh, sorry, number four, uh, Luke Gallows. Mm. Saxton's going crazy saying that the fix is in. They, the the Balor Club have stacked the deck against Roman Reigns. I don't know how they've done it, but it's happened. Whereas Corey Graves is just saying, I cannot believe these odds. Wow. Can you believe that? All three guys entered after each other. Really like playing up the, the silly heelness side. And now it's a three-on-one beatdown. And the club are just being brilliantly cocky heels here. You know, kind of a bit goofy and like beating down Reigns a bit, pose for the crowd, smiling. Uh, number five is poor old Titus O'Neil. Some of these people we have to put in because they've already entered themselves into the Rumble match. So Titus O'Neil comes in and he's a bit apprehensive. He gets in. He is eliminated immediately by the club. And then the club get back to a beat up Roman Reigns opposed to beat up John Cena. And they just have fun. Like they're just taking it in turns to hit finishes on Roman Reigns now. Number six is Elias. So Elias comes down with a guitar and mic, but he's a bit apprehensive about getting in the ring because, you know, the club of, uh, are ruling this place right now. It's their yard. And Finn welcomes but Finn welcomes him in. Says, come on, mate, come on. And uh, he whispers in Elias's ear what appears to be a song request. And, uh, you know, uh, Elias goes, sure, I know that one. And he starts singing a song about how rubbish Roman Reigns is. So everyone's enjoying this. The good brothers are sort of like swaying along to the music. And uh, then afterwards, Finn's like, hey, can I not on the mic or anything, but, you know, motions, let, let me play the guitar. And the, I want the guitar. So Elias hands the guitar over, thinking he's the club's best friend. He's all smiles. And then Elias says, who wants to walk with? And boom. Finn whacks him over the head with the guitar. No honor among heels. And Finn eliminates Elias uh, because, you know, Elias really brutally beat up. Finn Balor last year on Raw with that guitar. Finn doesn't forget. WWE might do, though. Next up, we have the Bludgeon Brothers' Luke Harper. Uh, Luke Harper comes down. First SmackDown star so far, actually. He started as a standoff with the club. 
who start to back off away from Luke Harper. And then Luke Harper just goes straight for Roman anyway. And then the club are like, yeah, let's join in. So they all start beating down uh, Roman Reigns with him. The announcers now are starting to play up Roman's injuries. He's been beaten up pretty bad. He's looking pretty weak here. He needs some support. He needs Seth Rollins. Come on, we need Seth Rollins next. But out comes Jason Jordan. Mm. So Jason Jordan runs out earnestly because he's there to help his Champions Club buddy. He thinks he's a member of the Shield, remember? And he starts to beat up the heels and him and Roman actually start to stage a bit of a comeback. So the it's it's a, it's a two on four heels and faces thing. Uh, but then at number nine, Chad Gable. Chad Gable runs down, goes straight for Jordan, and they brawl, which means that the heels can get the upper hand again, and they start to dominate Reigns and Jordan. Number 10, obviously, Ty Dillinger. He comes out, and he's getting good chance. He's at the top of the stage, but to get some huge heel heat, because not much else gets a reaction from this guy, Baron Corbin takes out Ty Dillinger, and throws him off the stage, does some form of move through a table or something. And this would start off, because, you know, the Rumble doesn't just have to continue storylines. It can start feuds as well. So a corbin Ty Dillinger feud, I think, would be a nice number one contendership feud for the US title on SmackDown. So that starts off that. And Corbin just stands there waiting. And the announcers are saying, well, why is he waiting at the top of the stage? Uh, Ty Dillinger's been carried off now, because at number 11... It's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin comes down and all the heels start beating up Roman and Jordan. They really need someone now. It's like a five on two disadvantage. And here we get Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins runs down. He takes out Luke Harper. He takes out Chad Gable. He takes out Corbin. And then as Roman Reigns and Jason Jordan stand to their feet alongside Seth Rollins... There is a three-on-three standoff, a stare-down between the Balor Club and the Shield. And then Rollins just starts running wild. He eliminates both Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. So now Finn, uh, for the first time in the match, is at a disadvantage. He's like a a little bit of a chicken S-word heel now. And Rollins starts to work with Jordan because they're tag team. Maybe they won't be tag team champions. Uh, But to, to eliminate Chad Gable. Chad Gable's gone. Number 13. It's the other bludgeon brother, Eric Rowan. He teams with Harper, of course, because they are bludgeon brothers. And they start beating down the shield. Uh, Balor's doing okay now. Um, but he is shrinking into the corner without his backup. Reigns, have, you know, because Balor hasn't actually had a lot of offense on him. Reigns, however, has been beaten the heckins out of. And he's tired and injured. So he's just... But he's not going to be carted off for an hour of the match this time. He's going to stay in the ring. Number 14, Woken Matt Hardy. Yes. And he turns the tide uh, of the the faces against the Bludgeon Brothers. So you've got Rollins, not Rollins anymore. You've got Jordan, Reigns and Woken Matt Hardy taking on the Bludgeon Brothers. But at number 15, I think you know what's coming. It's Bray... Uh, it's Bray Wyatt. Matt Hardy's current nemesis. Uh, Bray Wyatt goes straight for Matt Hardy. He's beating up Matt Hardy in the corner. And he turns round. And the Bludgeon Brothers are facing him. And Bray starts to back off. Like the Bludgeon Brothers, are, you know, of course, because they're all former Wyatt family members. Uh, 
but then they all stand together and beat up Matt. So they're all beating up Matt now, and then they get up and turn around from the turnbuckle. It's another three on. It's another trio stare off with the original Wyatt family facing off. Well, against Roman and Jordan because Rollins was a. Uh, oh no, is Ron? Yep, yeah, Rollins is still in there against Rollins, Reigns, and Jordan. Big stare down spot, just like uh, those classic moments back when they carried Raw in those six man tags, and. That there's a brawl, Rollins finds himself on the apron where Jordan accidentally eliminates him. And Jordan is shocked, he's like, no! And Seth is looking up from ringside just incensed, angry at him. Roman's looking at Jordan like, WTF, bro? Uh, Bala, meanwhile, I want a shot of this, laughing in the corner at what's just happened. Uh, Jordan looks genuinely so sorry because this was an accident, although he has heel sides of his character. The Wyatt family then start to get the upper, the upper hand. Next up, Ricochet. Ricochet debuts. He comes in, does loads of cool high-flying stuff, and he takes out the Wyatt family and Bala. Number 17, Rusev Day, serenaded by Aiden English on the way down, and it's just loads of power spots on everyone because he'll be super over, but the Wyatt family get the numbers game again, they're surrounding Woken, uh, Woken Matt Hardy, then number 18, who should return but the Hurricane Shane Helms. So Shane Helms runs down in full Hurricane get up, and he helps Matt Hardy uh, fight off the Wyatt family. So that's a nice little reference to some old uh, allegiances. But then it's number 19's time. Braun! Full of piss and vinegar from losing the, the Universal title three-way earlier in the night. Unfairly, he comes down, you know, selling a few injuries still, but he's still a force to be reckoned with. He eliminates Ricochet. He eliminates Helms. He eliminates Corbin and Rusev. Four eliminations right away. Braun and Bray Wyatt then come face to face. Of course, Braun, and, uh, Braun was the black sheep member of the Wyatt family. And Bray is also flanked by the Bludgeon Brothers of Luke and Eric. So it's a full Wyatt family thing. And Luke Harper brings over Matt Hardy. Puts him there in front of Braun Strowman. And Bray's like, eliminate Matt. Bray is trying to put play the mind games on Braun again. And Braun throws out Matt Hardy. And everyone's like, oh, he's joined the Wyatt family. And Bray and Luke and Braun and Eric, they all look towards the hard cam and they start posing, even though it's in the middle of a match. And uh, But Braun's right at the back, so Bray can't see it when Braun turns on Eric Rowan and throws him out as well. That's another elimination. That's a six eliminations now. He only just came in. <laughs> uh, and Harper and Bray start to beat down Braun. Because, you know, what the hell, man? Don't do that. Uh, number 20, Apollo Crews comes in. I'm not going to lie. He's just a body here. Number 21, Randy Orton, the Viper. He comes in, plays off the Wyatt storyline from last year. He goes straight for Bray. And, uh, because Bray now has Randy Orton to deal with, Braun eliminates Harper. So Braun now has seven eliminations, people. You probably know where I'm going with this. Number 22, Kofi Kingston comes down, ready for his usual incredible display of athleticism spot. But he comes down with the New Day, Xavier Woods and Biggie, and they, they flank him uh, down the entrance ramp, and they're almost psyching him up. 
because Kofi Kingston is entering the ring where Braun Strowman is on a rampage and standing tall, just staring right at him. You know, like, come on, because I'm going to eliminate you right away. Kofi gets in, he, he climbs to the top turnbuckle, jumps onto Braun, Braun catches him, and he chucks him right out immediately. But Kofi lands on Big E and Xavier Woods. They, they all fall down, but Kofi's feet never touch the floor. Uh, so the New Day slowly get up, making sure Kofi's feet don't touch the floor, sort of holding him in between them. Uh, Braun looks around, sees Apollo Crews, picks up Apollo Crews, and throws him on them all. That eliminates Crews, meaning that's eight eliminations, uh, but Kofi somehow survives that as well. So Kofi's feet still haven't touched the floor. Number 23. ba ba it's John Cena. Cena walks down the ramp and he stops and he sees this pile of bodies and he sees Kofi and he says, hop on my back. So Kofi gets on uh, John Cena's back and he helps uh, Kofi back in. Kofi gets back in. Braun is not amused by this because he's very angry. He's looking at John very angrily. Kofi gets back in and Braun just throws him out the other side turns back looks at John Cena and says and he's screaming in there you're next little man you know next to when you get in here but Bray hits him from behind Braun turns around like what the hell and it's a slow stare down with Bray the commentators are now playing up that Bray Wyatt is without a family now to defend him and uh, Bray tries to use words to get out of it because he's very good at that but Braun eliminates Bray 10 eliminations number 24 E C3. Just running out of TNA. Apparently he was at the Performance Center last week. And EC3 comes in, goes straight for John Cena and starts really brutally beating him down. Now, the reason is for this is to set up a feud between EC3 and John Cena to b before Cena has to go on to the Undertaker feud in the month before Mania. So you've got about two months there to fill of, of Cena feud. And you know, Cena could lose and then go on to Undertaker, put in over EC3. It's the Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was meant to have this spot, uh, but EC3 would fit in there perfectly. Commentators putting, putting him over as a champion from elsewhere. Number 25, Shinsuke Nakamura comes in. Nakamura has a tense stare down with Bala. Bala's, of course, still in the ring. Uh, and then they, they wrestle. That's all I've written. Number 26, Kevin Owens. And Sami Zayn. They enter as a joint entry. Uh, they lost their handicap match against AJ Styles earlier in the night. And they've entered as one. They beat up the baby faces for a bit, including Strowman. Because they very unfairly have two fresh men rather than one. That's double the impact. And with their help, so they go after Orton, their Smackdown foe. With their help, EC3 eliminates Randy Orton. So although it's a three-man thing, EC3 is the one to, to chuck him over the top rope. So not only is, he, is Carter beating up John Cena, he's just eliminated Randy Orton. He's a big-time star right off the, the bat. That's the way to build him up uh, is, is the intention. But Shane McMahon comes out and he says, Whoa, wait a second. This isn't right. Only one man can enter at any one time. One of you isn't allowed in there, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And KO's screaming off mic, saying, that's not what Brian said. Now, the refs escort Sami out. 
and this this sort of starts a, a Zane versus Autumn feud as well later on the line uh, and Smackdown now next up is the 27th spot which the commentators are playing up is the the luckiest spot in the rumble more people have won from the number 27 than any other position in the history of the match outcomes who's it going to be they're very well positioned it's james ellsworth returning james ellsworth comes in he has a brief stare down with Strowman. he puts up the two hands but he hasn't got a fighting chance this time Strowman chucks him out 11 eliminations for braun number 28 lars sullivan the big block of a man from nxt now he is a real challenge unlike ellsworth he uh, has a face-off with Strowman after the, uh, the the prologue of the ellsworth bit and first each one takes it in turns to do moves on other people so lars would get uh, a baby face and hit a move on them and Strowman would get a heel and hit a move on them and they sort of take it in turns for a bit then it breaks down into a brawl between them and with the help of EC3 and Roman Reigns Strowman eliminates Lars so it took three people to eliminate Lars uh, but he has gone very quickly but in all that Strowman also tips over EC3 13 eliminations Strowman has now tied the record of most eliminations ever which was Roman Reigns's with 13 he's one away from breaking the record he looks unbeatable but then at number 29 is Triple H after the Survivor Series face-off it is Braun Strowman versus Triple H there is unresolved business here the people left in the ring now for your for clarity of mind are Braun Nakamura Cena Balor Owens and Triple H but everyone else is down it's just uh, Triple H facing off against Braun but then Balor gets up and he goes over to Triple H and two sweets him and then Owens stands up and goes over to Triple H and two sweets Triple H and two sweets Balor Saxton is screaming on commentary this was the plan all along Triple H is working with Balor Triple H is working with Owens he's got an NXT elite team they're all it's a cross-brand thing uh, and they all team up on Strowman and they're winning the fight Triple H pushes Strowman over the top rope but in so doing Braun grabs Kevin Owens and takes him over with him Owens hits the ground first Braun despite being eliminated himself has broken the record for the most Royal Rumble eliminations with 14 now almost half of the contestants of the Rumble Braun has taken out so although Braun lost there he had a hell of a showing and almost won in defeat hopefully you know that's the image you take away with it's the 14 eliminations three people taking him taking him out rather than the fact that he's gone triple h is looking down he's distraught that owens was taken out with in this elimination because that wasn't the game didn't factor that into his game plan but then taking advantage of the confusion finn balor eliminates triple h Ooh. chucks him right over uh triple h is furious uh, Balor's kind of like smiling but also a bit scared Triple H gets back in the ring and chases Balor out Balor's like hiding behind the referees telling him to get a get away Triple H this is my company but then Braun attacks Triple H there's a huge melee outside Owens gets involved too trying to uh, fight Braun Strowman on Triple H's behalf the timer is counting down while all this is going on but instead of a buzzer at number zero it 
is a dong. There is a five second pause with the lights still up and everything for everyone to go crazy because they know what that means. And then the lights cut out. Expectation is building. You can hear the sound of the crowd being whipped into a frenzy. The lights come back on and half dead man, half badass Undertaker is standing behind John Cena. John Cena is, of course, looking up to the ramp, thinking that's where the next opponent's going to come out from. And then he walks, he turns round. Undertaker tombstone piles, pile drives him and throws Cena out. So Cena's been eliminated by Undertaker. Undertaker turns round, looks at the WrestleMania sign. He turns back and he looks at Cena's carcass on the outside. Does the throat cut motion and walks over the top rope. Eliminating himself, picks up Cena and chokeslams him through the announcer's table. And continues to do an old school like 80s brutal beatdown on Cena setting up their WrestleMania match. So, now we have the final four of Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Finn Balor. Roman and Balor have been in there since one and two. So they're still in there. This is, you know, this is all new people. So that's the aim. They all gang up on Balor immediately because they're faces and they want to beat up the heel. But he uh, he sort of chicken S-words his way out of it. And then Roman and Jordan, based on the alliance, decide to team up on Nakamura. So eventually Roman throws out Nakamura, but in taking his eyes off Jordan, Jordan throws out Roman Reigns. It just just overcome. Like it was just like an idea that popped into Jordan's head. Of course it makes sense. It's every man for himself. Jason Jordan is initially like, yes, I've you know made it down to the final two. But then he looks down at Roman Reigns at his shield brother, and he's suddenly confused with his own actions. Roman looks up. He's not angry. He's more like exhausted because he's been in there forever and betrayed. And Jason realizes what he's done, and in his like he's just standing there with his head in his hands, confused. And Balor runs in from out of nowhere and throws him out. So Balor is the winner of the Royal Rumble. He entered at number two. This can either go into Balor challenging Styles for a TLC rematch for Styles' title at WrestleMania. Of course, AJ's on SmackDown, Balor's on Raw. Or you can continue the Roman, I would prefer, continue the Roman and Balor feud through the road to WrestleMania where something happens where both men are added to the Universal title match against Brock. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. <laughs> this episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay per views from the past. This month, Patreon backers will get our review of Wrestle Kingdom 10, which featured an all time classic between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And if you help us reach our next Patreon goal, we'll be able to live stream episodes of Wrestle Ramble on YouTube, as well as new perks like NXT and Ring of Honor reviews. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So as a slightly different setup for mine, the rules are that people who are challenging earlier in the night, who've had matches early in the night, aren't allowed inside the Rumble. They've had their match. And you, know, you kind of sacrifice your spot in the Rumble for a championship opportunity, which I think is absolutely fair enough. So earlier on in the night, AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Seth uh, Rollins and Jason Jordan retained their titles. And American Beta won the SmackDown titles. Um, and also, like, in sort of the weeks leading up, as a slight rewriting history, as a, in the weeks leading up to this, there's been these vignettes of Rhino training Heath Slater using ECW legends on how to survive a Royal Rumble because they're going to win this Royal Rumble. So it was nice little comedy segments. But in the triple threat match for the Universal Championship, Brock does retain, but the match is wild and out of control. It's an absolute just all-out brawl all over the arena, announcer tables breaking, all this and that and the other. And it gets so much out of control that Kurt Angle comes out and announces, per the orders of Stephanie McMahon, this match has to be stopped. We cannot, this match is getting completely out of control. But the monster, they're monsters. They don't care. So they just continue beating each other up and destroying stuff. Kurt then has to start signaling out like security guards to come out. So the security guards come out and try and break them all up. In the melee, Kurt Angle gets choke slammed by Kane. And so Kurt Angle's like rolling out. He's, you know, he's all injured and stuff. Security guards are holding back Braun. Brock hits the F5 and a referee just terrified counts the pinfall. The match is over, completely wild, completely out of control. Kurt Angle is carted to the back. And in a backstage segment, Jason Jordan convinces Kurt to let him into the Royal Rumble and says like hey dad you know it's uh, it's my time Kurt Angle in the confusion says yeah that's fine so Jason Jordan is going to be in the Royal Rumble so here we are the Royal Rumble itself number one 
Elias. Elias comes down to the ring, he grabs a chair and sets it up and starts singing a song. He sings about Philadelphia and about how rubbish it is and all that, the sort of usual Elias stuff. He goes to start the song again when there's a cough over the PA. <coughs> Aiden English is your number two entrant. So English comes out with a microphone and starts singing about the Rusev Rumble as he walks to the ring. He gets to the ring and he finishes his, his song. Elias tries to ignore him and just starts playing another song uh, and English just sings over the top of it. So you kind of have these two people competing over who can actually sing the song. The buzzer goes off for number three. It's the Honky Tonk Man. So the Honky Tonk Man, what? The Honky Tonk Man? He comes down to the ring doing his usual Honky Tonk stuff. He gets to the ring with a microphone. Hey, I want my music to be played right now. I got my long side burns and my hair slicked back. Okay, and then uh, English and Elias look at each other with like, who's this goofball? Throw him over the top rope. Nice little easy paycheck for Honky. And then Elias and English finally start wrestling. Uh, number four, Scott Dawson of the Revival. So Dawson joins in and he gets into the ring and starts beating down Aiden English, who will of course be getting a babyface reaction. So you have Elias and Dawson tackling on him. Kind of like with Ollie's here, you have some bodies you have to get through. Number five, Apollo Crews. He comes in and starts taking on uh, Scott Dawson. Number six, the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. Corbin comes in and eliminates Aiden English to massive boos because Aiden English is beloved. He then starts beating down Cruz uh, with the help of Dawson. Elias rolls to the outside and just grabs his guitar, just decides to watch the action that's going on. Number seven. It's James Ellsworth. What? Yes, that's right. James Ellsworth is here. Corey Graves, very upset about all this. Byron Saxon, very happy about all this. Ellsworth gets in the ring and stares down Corbin. He does his two fighting hands, uh, fighting chants, whatnot. And then does some comedy spots where Corbin, where Corbin goes to like grab him and James Ellsworth ducks underneath. Makes him look very silly. Corbin eventually just boots him in the face and throws him out. Nice little comedy spot. Ellsworth gets eliminated. Number eight. Heath Slater. Heath Slater comes out and he's with Rhino and Rhino's giving him a pep talk and he's yelling at him and he's like, you're going to win this. You're going to do really, really well. The commentators are putting over his extensive rumble training. Slater psychs himself up. Rhino even slaps Slater being like, now get in there and win this rumble. He gets in and is immediately clotheslined by Corbin. One second, tying Santino's record. Crowd boos again. Corbin gloats. But at number nine... It's Shinsuke Nakamura. So Nakamura comes out to a big pop and immediately goes straight after Corbin. Michael Cole, uh, in his robot commentary mode, talks about the uh, lot of history between these two, because, you know, they had that feud and that. Nakamura hits all of his trademark moves on Corbin. Dawson tries to get involved. Nakamura hits him with trademark moves. Cruz tries to get involved. He gets hit with trademark moves. Nakamura dares Elias to get in the ring with a come on thing, but Elias just stares him down and thinks better of it. Corbin then attacks Nakamura from behind and they start fighting. At number 10, of course, it's Ty Dillinger. So the commentators put over that Ty made his debut at the Royal Rumble last year in this exact same position. He jumps in and begins to battle with uh, Scott Dawson, who has laid out Cruz. Um, Dawson gets tossed out by Ty, who also dares Elias to get back in the ring. At number 11, what? A nostalgic return? It's Jake 
the snake roberts finally paying off on the resurrection of jake the snake documentary this is what he's always wanted i just want to return to the royal rumble man i just want my one last chance so he comes down to the ring crowd is going crazy because it's it's jake the snake right so he walks to the ring slowly and purposefully with his awesome music playing he doesn't get in the ring though instead he walks around it and just grabs elias and he throws him into the ring he rolls in the ring himself ddt eliminates elias big pop from the crowd for jake but then that dastardly baron corbin throws jake over the top rope for a quick elimination boo that baron corbin uh, nakamura then eliminates corbin while he's gloating are you were surprised then i kept corbin in for that long and kind of oh i i you've got to get have him do something i guess we then get a three-way exchange between some baby faces because we've got apollo cruz tide and nakamura's they do their big things crowd goes wild for this great in-ring action this is wrestling this is what wrestling fans want boy i sure hope no one comes to ruin all of this number 12 it's the modern-day Maharaja Jinder Mahal. So the Singh brothers come out and announce that the modern-day Maharaja is here. Jinder comes out to booze from the crowd because it's Philadelphia. No one really likes Jinder. And he gets in the ring and he stares down all three guys and he does his poses. And then they do everyone's favourite ping-pong spot where one of them punches. He stumbles over to another one who punches him and he stumbles over to the next one. They do the big ping-pong spot. And then uh, Ty and Cruz uh, eliminate Jinder Mahal and they high-five. But while they're celebrating, Nakamura just tips both of them over and eliminates them because it is every man for himself and Nakamura is here to win this Royal Rumble. So Nakamura is alone in the ring. Who's in at number 13? Do, 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 do. It's John Cena. It's the 16-time world champion. And he walks down the ramp and he gets into the ring. And they let the crowd just absorb this because you've got John Cena and Shinsuke Nakamura in the ring. As a side note, I know we've already had this, but it's going to feel like a bigger deal because it's the Royal Rumble. They both stare at the WrestleMania sign and do the pointing thing and then start to circle each other. But then the lights go out and sirens start to sound and helicopter sounds start to fill the arena. When the lights come back on, come back up, sanity are in the ring. Eric Young, Killian Dane and Wolf are in the ring and uh, and Nikki Cross is on the outside. Dane and Wolf grab Nakamura and drag him into the corner and beat him up while Eric Young targets John Cena. Nikki Cross is on the outside laughing hysterically at all this while Eric Young just completely beats down John Cena. And the commentators are losing their minds about all this because Eric Young's not an entrant into this. They're just here to cause mayhem. Nikki Bella runs out from the back because her husband is being beaten up and she goes straight to attack Nikki Cross. But Nikki Cross, not Bella, levels her and laughs in her face. Young then throws Cena over the top rope. Dane and Wolf hit a big move on Nakamura and leave him laying. Sanity then grabs Cena and drag him through the crowd out of the arena and uh, and Nikki Cross grabs Nikki Bella by her hair and drags her out along with them. So they have essentially kidnapped Cena and Nikki Bella. They're the WWE power couple, as it were. T-shirt's just fallen down. Number 14, Nakamura's laying in the ring, hits only The Miz, so The Miz comes out as Nakamura is struggling to his feet, uh, and then Miz starts to beat down Nakamura, even doing the yes kicks as a, so almost like a, oh, screw you wrestling fans, I'm The Miz sort of thing, showing why he's awesome and all that. At number 15, Bo Dallas, oh man, it's Bo Dallas, so Bo Dallas joins in and he also beats down Nakamura. At number 16, 
Fandango. So he comes down. Do, 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 and again, a uh, nice little crowd pop for them. The fashion police are here to even up the odds. And Fandango takes on Bo Dallas while Miz continues to beat down Nakamura. Number 17. We've got bodies to fill. Titus O'Neil. I've literally written here. Titus comes out, does brief power spots. It's nothing special. Uh, but number 18. Here we are. It's Bray Wyatt. It's the eater of worlds, Bray Wyatt. While Miz and Nakamura continue their little spat in the corner, Bray hits Sister Abigail's all round. He hits one on Bo. He hits one on Fandango. He hits one on Titus. Miz tries to get involved. He eats a Sister Abigail. Nakamura is the last man up. Boom! Hits an Ian. Eats a Sister Abigail. And so there's Bray Wyatt standing tall, laughing maniacally. He throws Titus out. He throws Fandango out. He stands in the ring waiting for the next person. Of course, at number 19, it's Woken Matt Hardy. So Woken Matt Hardy comes out next and he gets into the ring to a chorus of delete chants. He's doing all that laugh. They're laughing. They're doing all their sort of stuff. They're having this face-to-face laugh. And they both are shouting at each other about the Great War and about how it's about to start culminating. And we're going to be reaching the climax of this Great War. And in the background of them shouting, you can see Bo Dallas getting up. And the Miz is trying to hold him back. He's like, don't, you don't want to get involved in this. But Bo Dallas is like, no, I can't. And he's just staring at Bray and he just keeps staring. And he walks up and stares at Bray as if he's like hypnotized by all this stuff that Bray Wyatt is shouting about. Miz is shouting at Bo to get out of the way. And then Bo turns around to face Matt Hardy. He stands alongside Bray Wyatt. At number 20, the buzzer goes down. It's Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy makes his return from injury. Jeff Hardy is back. Crowd is going nuts for delete chance. Commentators are going nuts. He stands next to his brother Matters. He shouts, Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. And the crowd gets, hits their crescendo of excitement. Jeff turns on Matt Hardy and clothesline him. And, the, and uh, Bray Wyatt takes out Bo and throws him over the top rope. And, G, and he and Jeff Hardy beat Matt down. So the crowd boos all of this. Jeff eliminates Matt from the rumble and stands tall with Wyatt. This was Bray's master plan all along. He had his backup, and his backup was Jeff Hardy. Um, So Nakamura gets back up and starts attacking Jeff. Bray grabs Nakamura off Jeff, and they all hit big moves on him. They try to eliminate him while Miz is in the corner trying to avoid all of this chaos. Number 21, Bobby Roode is here. Glorious. The United States champion is in this match. He gets right into the action and shows why he should be higher up the card, uh, getting into fights with Bray and Jeff and all that. Number 22, Kofi Kingston. He comes out with the New Day also at ringside, and he gets into the action too, using doing his little trademark spots, wacky kicks and all that lovely stuff. Commentators put over the fact that Kofi always has a way, a unique way of avoiding eliminations in the Royal Rumble. God, what could he do this time, the crazy little guy? Number 23, the big dog Roman Reigns, screams Michael Cole as he comes down to the fact, putting over the fact that Reigns holds the record for most eliminations in the Rumble and he's a former Rumble winner and he's eliminated the Undertaker, Michael Cole doing his usual spiel about how brilliant Roman Reigns is. Uh, He hits trademark spots and then has a stare down spot with Nakamura pointing at the sign all that nonsense they have a go uh, they go back and forth and hit big moves with Nakamura actually getting the upper hand and then they try to eliminate each other and number 24 I'm here to show the world Dolph Ziggler Dolph Ziggler has returned to WWE after a short hiatus Rude stands up and stares at Ziggler and starts calling him out daring him to get into the ring and Ziggler 
from his uh, jacket, opens up his jacket. He's wearing a United States Championship belt. He takes it off and holds it up. Rude is stunned at this, rolls out of the ring, grabs his own United States Championship, gets back into the ring and holds up his belt. And being like, no, I'm the champion, I'm the champion. And in all of this, The Miz throws out uh, Bobby Rude, who falls to the ground. He's eliminated, dropping his title in the process. Dolph just shakes his head and walks to the back. He's made his point. That's all he wanted to do. Um, Rude, obviously, is just looking crestfallen. And uh, Kofi tries to eliminate Miz, but he gets reversed and thrown out himself. However, Kofi lands on the United States title that's fallen out that Bobby Roode dropped. And so they're standing there and he's, uh, he's not really sure what to do because both feet haven't touched the floor. And the commentators are like, does this count? The New Day is saying like, yeah, it counts. And the referees are just going like, I think it counts. Bobby Roode stands up and just screams at him for standing on his title saying, get off my title. And Kofi goes to jump back in the ring. Rude just shoves him. Just gives him a little push. Kofi's feet touch the floor. He is officially eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Rude picks up his belt and storms to the back. So you're now starting up this little... Kofi Kingston can now start getting involved in the United States title program. Bobby Rude showing more heelish tendencies to you know further his character a little bit more uh, number 25 Hideo Itami as I've written here Hideo Itami comes out to complete silence because WWE have butchered his main roster run so far he comes in but looks great because Hideo Itami is actually great doing his trademark stuff trademark stuff doing kicks and all that on the likes of Miz, Bray, Jeff, Roman and Nakamura at number 26 it's Rusev Day Rusev comes out to a giant ovation from the crowd doing lots of big kicks himself much and like doing his you know usual big Rusev power stuff um, Matt Hardy runs back into the ring to attack Jeff Hardy the woken warrior that he is he's, oh, he's pissed that Jeff Hardy eliminates him Bray Wyatt tries to stop Matt but Matt fights him off and throws him out of the ring he then grabs Jeff and tells him that he will be deleted and throws him out too delete 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 in this melee Miz eliminates Roman and Roman eliminates Miz it's a whole big sort of uh, schmoz that's just happened before number 27 comes out Finn Balor. Finn Balor comes out, does his trademark moves, and eliminates Hideo Itami. And it all builds this stare down between Finn and Nakamura. The two exchange moves, and it is wonderful. It's brilliant wrestling. Roman tries to get involved, and the three of them exchange rooms, uh, exchange moves. While number 28, Randy Orton. So we're now getting some big stars into this Royal Rumble now. Randy Orton's out next. This match is getting stacked. Orton gets involved in the action and delivers a few RKOs for good measure. One of these three men could go to WrestleMania, Michael Cole is shouting, when at number 29, here comes the money. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon has entered himself into the Royal Rumble. What an abuse of power, Corey Graves screams from the commentary. Randy looks very confused by all this. And as Shane is walking to the ring, Daniel Bryan comes out to ask, like, what the hell is going on? You can't enter yourself in the Royal Rumble. And Shane's like, I've got this. I'm entering myself into the Royal Rumble. And so Shane gets in there. And in all this confusion, Nakamura behind eliminates Randy Orton. And Shane tells Bryan that he's getting in the ring. Leave him alone. Shane gets in and throws some of his trademark horrible punches on Bala, Nakamura and Roman. And who is left at number 30? 
it's only Jason Jordan. Corey Graves is incensed, and so is Booker T, because Kurt Angle not only has let his son into the Royal Rumble, he's given him the number 30 position, the best position you could possibly ask for. Crowd are booing the hell out of Jordan as he gets into the ring. Booker T is incensed by all of this. Roman is also very unhappy about this, and they come to blows together. Michael Cole is going on about how one of these men, because this is the final four, one of these four men is going to go to WrestleMania until stephanie mcmahon's music plays and she walks out to the ring uh, walks out to the ramp and she announces because dolph ziggler gave up his spot in the rumble by not competing so we're going to have one more entrant into this royal rumble boom it's time to play the game triple h comes out as entry number 31 so of course stephanie made it triple h more abusing of power because they had mcmahon's and helmsies and all that he gets into the ring and does what triple h does which is squash people knees for nakamura pedigrees all round uh there's another spot with tri- another standoff spot with triple h and shane until braun's music plays braun old braun hasn't forgotten survivor series he hasn't forgotten how triple h played him like a guitar braun gets into the ring and just kills triple h with several running power slams before throwing him off the top rope and you've got stephanie on the outside screaming at braun to stop and let just you know because she let him back into the company so her plan to actually reinstate braun has almost backfired a little bit because triple h has been eliminated from the royal rumble braun exits and walks to the back having made his point so back in the ring orton slides in because although he's been eliminated he just slides back in and rko shane because he's randy orton and he's a dick uh, which allows roman to throw shane out of the ring balor then dumps roman reigns so we're down to our final two which is finn balor and shinsuke nakamura remnants of yours i suppose really uh, the two square of the crowd are going wild for this and they, sh- they exchange a lot of moves and wrestle for about five to six minutes going up towards towards 10 it's very reminiscent of the undertaker Shawn michaels finish where it's actually almost like a wrestling match in the middle of the ring rather than a royal rumble we're trying to eliminate each other cole putting over the fact that number 27 is the lucky number for rumble entrance but nakamura's been here since number nine so they're really putting this over on commentary crowd is going crazy too sweet chance let's go Bala let's go Shinsuke crowd are all over this all of a sudden Gallows and Anderson come out from the back and start attacking referees on the outside what is going on while the refs are attending to the madness on the outside Nakamura eliminates Finn Balor but the referees don't see it so Finn Balor slides back into the ring and the two of them continue their uh, their wrestling match which is of course brilliant uh, but who comes out now but the WWE champion AJ Styles he comes out to confront Gallows and Anderson about their actions talking about the club is like this is not the way we should do this these two are meant to be on a match. Nakamura's already eliminated him. Why, why are you doing this? The three get into a big argument. During all this, Finn throws out Nakamura, but the referees don't see that either. So Nakamura slides back in. Finn goes over to shout at AJ, saying, I'm in charge now. I'm leading this. You're nothing. You, you know, you stay out of this. And from behind, Nakamura eliminates Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to WrestleMania, and that builds to a uh, SmackDown program after WrestleMania between... AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bala with Gallows and Anderson. Right, okay, so I mean, let's get into this. Um, we'll talk about your form first. You want to talk about your process for writing this? Because well, should we just go free form, man? I mean, this we, is a you, ramble rumble. I was going to say, because you had a heck of a time writing this, didn't you? Well, I just uh, underestimated the level of planning you have to do. So I, I sort of came up with all the big moments in my head while I was getting my hair cut uh, last Saturday. 
and then I'd write a bit down here and there, there'd be a bit on the tube and I'd write a bit there. But then when it came to actually figuring out who was in the ring when, how many people would enter, who would eliminate who if I didn't miss anyone out, that was tremendously difficult. And uh, I reckon in total took me three hours of just sitting down and writing notes and then un untold hours of just thinking and plotting and sitting there and looking in the mirror thinking, what am I doing? Oh my God, Luke's going to beat me. What about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, um, I kind of left mine a little bit to the last minute because I thought we were going to record this yesterday. We're kind of recording this on a Friday. Uh, we were planning to record I might this. do this more. I might just oh, tell you the day before. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like, I started a little bit Wednesday night. I wrote basically the, the first section with uh, Elias and um, the, uh, singing Aiden the, say, the singing section. Essentially, I, I knew my opening. So <laughs> I went with that. And then I wrote down number four, Apollo Crews. And then I kind of got a bit stumped. And I was like, hmm. I mean, I know where I need to get to, but yeah. I've got an awful lot of bodies here that I just need to eliminate. And then I thought, actually, okay, the best way to do this is to write down uh, the number of people I need to use and then I can kind of like I start to color coordinate of whether I want them in the uh, the pre-tens the tens or in the twenties mm. so I could kind of start writing some stories around that because I knew plot bits beats that I wanted to hit like the, the hardy stuff and the sanity bits and pieces and the stuff in the final with Balor and the Balor Club so I kind of like I started to do that then I had another document open that was just a notepad to note who was in the ring at, at, at the time so that if someone got eliminated, I would just delete them from that list. So I always had a clear picture of who was in the ring at the same time. Mm. So yeah, I think I'm two hours. I think I probably spent writing out mine because that was mostly yesterday afternoon when I thought we were getting into the uh, studio, frantically writing out, working through a lunch break of all things, so I could try and get this done. I uh, I would I'd be fascinated to see how. WWE actually book a rumble. Mm. Like, what do they use a big chart? Yeah. Does someone? Do they have? Is it like a war room where they pick up loads of little pictures of everyone and push them around like pucks? Like, I, I was going to say like um, the X Factor when they're picking out their people yes. and they're just like, oh, not this person. You can't take that person through. Action figures. <laughs> just get a replica ring and be like, oh, I'm going to play with these guys yeah. and then film it and then uh, yeah, write up the notes afterwards. Yeah, that works for me. So, let's talk about the actual pitches themselves. Well, can I just give one more anecdote? Oh, please me? do. Uh, yeah. Well, it was when I... Uh, I So, just before we went in here, I, I, was, uh, I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. <clears throat> what am I forgetting? I just... Something doesn't feel right about my booking. And then I, I double-checked everything, which took about five minutes, you know, going through, this guy's been eliminated by this guy here, okay. Baron Bloody Corbin was still in the ring at the end. He forgot to eliminate him. He had never been eliminated because I'm so disinterested in his <laughs> character. Uh, it was really funny because, like, so I don't usually come into the studio on a Friday unless it's a, a complete emergency, mm. as, as such as today. So you said to come in for about 12, half 12. So I got here for about 12. Well, I texted you saying, like, I'll be in for about 12. And then you were like, oh, dear. I'm not finished with this. Yeah. What time did we actually come here to record? Probably about two. About two o'clock. Yes. I'm not finished with this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actual thoughts. Um, I uh, I really really enjoyed the the comedy singing stuff. Mm -hmm. The honky tonk man was inspired. I really liked uh, the Jeff. Uh, I loved the Bo Dallas bit. I wasn't a fan of Bray eliminating Bo though. No, well, so I was actually thinking to shake it up so rather than do the predictable Matt and Jeff versus Bray and Bo, you're doing Matt and Bo 
versus Bray and Jeff. I would have just had uh, Bo in there as well. Bro, Bray, Bo, and, and Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was something I was toying with as well. But that yeah. that was really good. I liked when Matt came back out. The Shane entry was really smart. Oh god, there's so much. Is it? There was another bit where I was like, "That's my favorite bit," but now I can't even remember it because it's just 20, 23 minutes of. Uh, of relentless numbers. Of, of basically me just ah. saying me saying names and numbers yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the actions within. Mm. Uh, and it was actually similar for yours because I really like things like EC3, particularly how strong you put EC3 mm. over in, in his Rumble debut and Ricochet was able to come in and get some results. Uh, I particularly loved the uh, the Lars Braun stare down. I thought that was... Uh, I thought you'd like yeah, that. Really, Another big man match. And um, and I'll tell you what, it was very much an Ollie Davis booking because it was all booked around trios. I know <laughs> It's like, how many trios can have stare-offs? When you said, because uh, that's another key of yours, reuniting the Wyatt family. That's uh, a, yeah. Love reuniting the Wyatt family. Love doing trios You, did it, you kind of did it too. <laughs> no, with a different the, the, the family. family. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, oh, would, would Jeff come down in his brother Nero guard? No, well, that's the thing. So, it's Team Extreme I, Jeff. Yes, I, I meant to actually mention it was going to be Team Extreme mm. Jeff. Because originally when I wrote it, I did write it that Matt and Jeff were going to be together. And it was Matt's music was going to play again. And Jeff would come down in his broken Nero stuff. Um, but then I thought, actually, no, I think it's more interesting if Jeff turns. Yeah, because then you can build towards a Jeff baby. Of Essentially, the storyline I was thinking is then that Matt is trying to bring Jeff back. Sure. You can go to the Lake of Reincar Reincarnation and all that, Gubbins. So you can do all of that sort of stuff. So that was my, my general thinking mm. um, for, for the Woken Hardy stuff. The problem with that is, I guess you want Jeff to be normal and Matt broken or woken Matt wakes Jeff Hardy mm -hmm. so you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have brother Nero with Bray Wyatt exactly yeah so yeah. you can come down as team extreme Jeff and then he's just kind of siding with Bray yeah. rather than actually being and like then and then becomes Woken hello 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 um what did we say? Oh, I know where I'm, I was going. The point I was going to make. Um, my biggest concern when mm. it comes to the voting, however, are the people that are just going to be upset that I have turned Jeff heel or that I'm not t putting them together, and so they will basically. Oh, I can almost read, see the comments now. Just like vote for Ollie because because uh, uh, Roman was in for too long, or like Roman was or, in or, the yeah, thing for or me. like because you turned Jeff heel. That's that yeah. sort of thing. Has Jeff ever been a heel? Not in, in WWE. No, only in TNA. As Willow. Exactly. Oh no, he was um, he was a heel before that when he was with Hulk Hogan and Immortal. Oh, when he faced Sting. Yes. In the yeah. in when, the drug match. And he came out as uh, like smoking as he walked <laughs> to the ring and things like that. Could have been brilliant. Apart from was that Jeff was their only draw at the time mm. and. Um, he kind of like him turning heel actively uh, drew people away. So, uh, if, uh, well, as you were, I, I very much enjoyed yours, but uh, to be a smarky, a sarcastic man, mm -hmm. I was going to say at the end, you know, you can vote for mine or you can vote for Luke booking an NXT and Legends Rumble from three years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the first half, I was like, Nakamura, Corbin, yep. Aiden English. This sounds like NXT from three years ago. <laughs> With the honky-tonk man. With the honky-tonk man, exactly. You got the legends in there. I got Jake in there as well. Um, yeah, what would you? What were your the key moments you liked from your Rumble? Top moments from my own. I, I really like the Taker 
that Taker eliminated himself. Mm -hmm. Although I can see that might rub people the wrong way. Yeah. I think it would be a really cool, interesting moment. Uh, but I, I also understand you don't like it. But at least you can understand hmm. where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I liked Braun. The, the, the manner in which Braun was eliminated. Yeah. So, I, you know, keeping him very strong. I, I was proud when I sort of that clicked into place and thought, oh, I can, because I was thinking, how can I, because Braun was winning the Rumble for me for a mm. long time. But then I thought, but I want him to face Triple H and it just doesn't, doesn't feel like, I don't want Braun to face Brock again at Mania after Rumble and No Mercy. Uh, but that all clicked into place. That was good. Uh, but and Hurricane Helms. Yeah, Hurricane Helms was an inspired choice because I was, when you said like, who's going to come down next? I was like, oh, no, because I've got, Jeff, I've got yeah. Jeff in mind. Um, and that was the other thing as well. I was like, we both ended up with Valor and Nakamura mm. in there. We both mm. had the uh, the Bray Wyatt, uh, Matt Hardy stare down. But what I particularly like about yours was the Triple H two sweet moments. Oh yeah, loved him like the the two sweet to Valor and the two sweet to, to Owens. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but the, the the key takeaway is Balor is always out for himself yeah. now, apart from the club. So I yeah, I liked what I did with Balor as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what people people sit there what about yours what were your favorite uh, I, well i mean I, i've been of yours yes i mean i've always been looking for the, that sanity debut mm, and i kind of like the good. idea of them just not just like being an entrant into the rumble but just do it, this brand of chaos and the other reason I, th I thought it'd be good to throw him straight in there with cena is not only does it then solidify eric young in that kind of main event position mm. or as an, and a main event group but it also seen as a um he's a free agent so yeah, there's yeah. no you, there's no real brand then for Sanity to be um, attached to. You saying Cena will turn up at NXT? Could turn up at NXT. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something different? Um, so I kind of like that as well. That might be my favourite moment from it. Um, other than I quite like the ending of um, Balor and Nakamura mm. sort of eliminating each other and the and the Balor, Balor Club kind of confusing things at the end and AJ getting involved. Especially then if you're going to build like as I would like to the SmackDown feud after that, which is. Balor with the Balor Club, Styles and Nakamura is this kind of three-way thing over the title. Your Jordan entry at number 30 is <laughs> very good as well because I forgot the context he put out there. Yeah. Of course. Of course he came of in at number 30. Because then that and my uh, preceding storyline from that would be that Jordan kind of blames Kurt Angle that he was a limp, that mm. he didn't win the Royal Rumble and then that builds to their WrestleMania match. Right. Uh, also, like I seem to have focused... We didn't coordinate this at all, but I focused on the Raw side. Jason Jordan and Reigns was, and the whole Rollins thing was a key part of mine. Whereas you, you did take, although you did have the authority figure stuff with Triple H, you, you had the Shane McMahon and Brian. That's stuff. true, yeah. And my final two guys, ostensibly, are going to be SmackDown guys mm -hmm. in my, in my head. So yeah, I suppose I'm, I did focus on SmackDown guys. It's crazy how there wasn't more overlap. Mm. But then maybe I've been reviewing more. You've been reviewing SmackDown. Maybe that plays into it. Also, I didn't have any Bludgeon Brothers in mind, so I mean, you kind of win points with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you need you need that Wyatt family plot. <laughs> exactly. So we are finally going to read out some US reviews for the first time in months. So, so UK people, start writing your iTunes reviews now. US people, write some too. You can have like a a race because we will keep reading out US reviews until we run out of them. Uh, first up from Austin is Swaft better than any other. Allows you to actually get information about the shows while presenting it in a comedic and fun-loving manner. Fantasy Booking Warfare shows just how creative 
and talented the pair is. If you're looking for a worthwhile podcast, wrestling-wise, look no further. Thanks. Thanks, Austin. Cheers, Austin and Swaft. I wonder, with people that wrote reviews in September, if they're still listening. Oh, like, that's a good point. I hope so. Yeah, this is September 15th, that one was. <laughs> exactly. From September 16th, from Real PewDiePie. I mean... I'm glad we didn't say his name on YouTube. <laughs> and instantly al- demonetized. And also, he's put real in his name, so clearly this is the yes. actual PewDiePie. Uh, one of the best. So I have listened to Wrestle Talk for the last eight months, and quickly, Ollie and Luke become one of my f- have become one of my favourite wrestling podcasts. They live up to their podcast name with rambling, and they also just like sound like the nicest guys one would want to meet. Those wanting a different perspective on wrestling that isn't just WWE isn't the same, Attitude Era should come back, Blood is Needed, etc, etc, should watch and listen to this podcast. Thanks, PewDiePie. Cheers, real PewDiePie. Uh, so, yes... We will be back on Wednesday with Raw no, we vs won't. Smackdown. We're going to be back on Tuesday because we're doing Raw 25. I forgot about that. We'll be back on, on Tuesday tomorrow. You get an extra podcast this week. Lucky you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.